0: Recorded live. Okay, yes we are. Thank you very much, Dave, for bringing us in today for our 233rd episode of You Can Build It, Your Business. This is Chuck Bartok speaking to you from the banks of the beautiful Sacramento River where the salmon are going nuts. I can't believe if you go to Facebook at all and uh, uh, go to a fan page called, um, I think it's maybe a fan page or an individual page called, Woodson Bridge RV Park. Um, our friends and neighbors across the river, uh, they have a boat landing there, and the amount of salmon that are being landed there, uh, going down to the three-mile hole and the six-mile hole, is just fantastic. Great time of the year to be living here in beautiful Northern California, and uh, just uh, just a lot of great activity uh, happening. And... Uh, I had posted out on Facebook this evening, and I understand the last couple of weeks have been kind of busy for a lot of people, and uh, we still have a little bit of daylight in most parts of the country when this show starts, and uh, a lot of people want to get things done in the daylight. Uh, We do have a larger audience, of course, in the wintertime when people hunker down and stay in the house. So uh, those of you that aren't with us today but listening tomorrow, you might just happen to have to listen to me. And therefore, that means we'll have a shorter show because uh, uh, I do run out of steam once in a while. The show was founded on the principle of how to, or the idea, the concept of how to start your own business. If you go all the way back to the first episodes, we discuss uh, how to do that, how to create a business, how to create a product, how to drop a business plan, a, a cash flow system, how to be in compliance with the various tax statutes in Canada, the United States, Australia, and around the world. Uh, We spent uh, quite a bit of time doing that. A lot of people had their input. We're happy to say that many people who have followed this show over a period of time on a regular or irregular basis, the feedback I get from them is many of them have moved their businesses to the next level and enjoying a little bit more sales and profit, and several of them, that occurred even uh, through this so-called downturn of the economy, which, of course, the downturn of the economy is very much like poverty. Many times it is a state of mind. Now, if there was anybody here to argue with me, it would be fun, because somebody would say, well, that's easy for you to say, I just lost my job, and I haven't been able to find another one. Well, I can appreciate that, but most people... Most people today own and possess knowledge and talent that other people want to buy, other people want to be part of. And uh, you may have lost your job, you may have suffered an income uh, deterioration or the lack of income, but that really doesn't stop a person from moving forward and expanding on their own personal talents. Now, I can imagine that there are people uh, who just, can't put it together that's fine but most people who have uh, made it this far uh, be you 20 years old or be you 50 years old if you sit back and look at your life and and study it and study the great things that happened to you and how you got there uh, you will find that you have talents that other people want and that's the beautiful thing about the internet today there's literally millions and millions of people looking for that which you possess. And you may say, well, everybody else is doing the same thing, but each person has a unique personality. And in the business world, the type of businesses that I've been involved in all my life, which have been personal businesses, where I provided a personal service to people, uh, there's people who want to do business with you because of you. Uh, You know, uh, you can buy Procter & Gamble products. You really don't give a diddly squat unless you own stock in the company, who they are, what they do, and so on. You just blindly go buy their products. Interesting sideline of that, many of the products that Procter & Gamble manufactured are manufactured by your neighbors. For instance, soap. We have a lady up in Paradise, California, who makes the best soap at price wise, it's within. I mean, how much soap do you use in your life? You know, I mean, I don't use a bar of soap every day. So if I pay her thirty, forty, fifty cents a bar more for her soap, I really don't give a diddly squat. Number one, I'm getting quality, and number two, I'm enjoying giving my hard-earned money to somebody who is of like mind, somebody who is doing the same kind of things I'm doing, and that's fun. You know, when I go to buy something for Procter Gamble, they don't care about me. That's the other secret of building a business, especially a local business or a global business. Care about your customers. Several of my clients today have turned their businesses around by focusing their investment. And time and energy on servicing existing customers, rather than spend that money, time and energy going out to buy new customers. Think about that. The least expensive sale you can make is to that of an existing customer. All the sniffing has been done. You know, all the work has been done in, in the before, so, so, so it's a cheaper acquisition. Acquiring a new customer is expensive. Time and energy and sometimes money. Buying advertising, so on. Guest three left the chat. Uh, Lori Polina is with us. Good afternoon, Lori. Oh, she's not on the phone. That's okay, but she's there listening. So anyway, those are just uh, uh, some some ideas about, you know, people talk about the economy, and I was talking about the show and how we started it. Uh, It is always fun. To meet people who say, I have an idea. And my next question is, so what are you going to do about the idea? Well, I'd love to do this. I'd love to do that. I've tried this in the past. I've tried that. In the I, my, my attitude is, why try? Why not just do it? If you put the word try in your mind, you've already pretty much self-defeated. Well, something about the word try just, just drives me nuts. But that's me. I've gone broke enough times, but it wasn't because I tried something. I went broke because I made mistakes in some instances, and I went broke other time because of nature. Yes, nature dealt me a dirty blow. Okay, No big problem. You just pick yourself up and go again. Is it fun? No. Do you feel kind of depressed? Sometimes, yeah. What do you do about it? Well, you just say, look, I did it before. I can do it again. So if you're just starting in business, think about this: Have you ever tried out for a baseball team, and you weren't the best baseball player in the in in, in in the loop? Your dad might have thought you were or wanted you to be, but you weren't the best. So you went out there for the first time, and you tried out, and you were eh, mediocre, okay? But you got on the team. Two things could have happened: You could have sat on the bench and never showed any uh, any forward movement. Or you could have said to yourself, I want to become a better baseball player, and I know that I must do A, B, C, D to become a better baseball player, and I am willing to practice at home even beyond practice with the team. I was out golfing in a golf tournament one day, and the question always comes up, you know, oh my God, you know, I, I, I'm having a terrible game. And I said, What do you mean you're having a terrible game? Well, You know, it looks like I'm going to shoot about 105. And I said, what do you normally shoot? They said, oh, 98. I said, oh, okay. But, But listening to the person and watching them, what they were trying to do is par every hole. Consequently, they lost their focus. Consequently, they were swinging the club too hard, too fast. Instead of falling back and realizing that they were typically a golfer in the, say, 95 range, okay? And if they do want to improve, they're going to have to play golf, they're going to have to swing a golf club a lot more times than just uh, uh, three, four times a year. I mean, a month, I should say, or two times a month or say to themselves, I enjoy being out of doors, I enjoy being with my peers, I enjoy being on this golf course, I am going to do the best I can with the position that I'm in. And so they get a par once in a while, and they get bogeys, and, you know, one over par, one over par, and they finish the day, and it's great. What the problem is, and the same thing in this marketing world, especially on the Internet, where everybody is a, how did the, what is it called? The garbage man make $10 million? Or how did this poor expatriate kid David Woods in Costa Rica? Well, I tell you how he made it. Anyway, you know, went from rags to riches overnight. Well, number one, it's a crock of crap. But uh, everybody looks at that $10 bucks. Well, let me tell you. You can make ten million dollars. Yes, the odds of you making it are quite slim. But if you're currently making thirty thousand and want to make forty or fifty, pick up another ten or twenty thousand dollars. That's not hard to do. Everybody just think big. Why? Overall, fine. You want to be the largest automobile maker in the world? That's fine. But you're not going to start off being the largest automobile maker in the world. Why not start off being an automobile maker? Why not start off making an excellent automobile? And I'm using that as a silly analogy, I know. Hello, Lori. You're alive on the on the phone. Good afternoon. How are you?
1: Good afternoon, Chuck.
0: I'm glad you're Good you evening
1: came. here, actually. Yeah, it's <laughs> evening.
0: It's, it's evening my time, too, quarter to seven. <laughs> And uh, yeah. the, the sun's still up, and uh, we got some uh, uh, salmon on the barbecue. Yeah. Uh, if If you go to uh, Woodson Bridge Estates on Facebook and like that page, or Woodson Bridge RV Park, you'll see just about uh, thirty or forty fish that were caught today. Uh, the <laughs> rivers, the rivers, just running fine. Most of them are averaging right about twenty pounds, so they're really nice, fresh. Fresh salmon, they're about 160 miles they've swum upstream so far from the San Francisco Bay on their way north to lay their eggs in our various streams and tributaries. So it's a great time of the year for us here. We love the run of salmon, which has been quite light in the past years. And this looks like one of the better runs in maybe uh, 10, 15 years. So that's always fun. And there you go. There's a business. This is a, a business, okay? I had a friend when I was farming, the, the secretary at the fertilizer company, and believe it or not, we called him Krusty Shorts. I'm not going to tell you why, but anyway. Uh, he loved to fish for salmon, and my neighbor and I loved to fish for salmon, so the three of us went out, and he said, this is cool, man. Well, he was a single gentleman. His, one of his relatives passed away, and he had a very small inheritance, okay? We're not th- you know ten fifteen thousand dollars and he went and bought himself a river boat which is a jet boat which allows you to go a lot of times our our river even though it's deep 40 50 feet in some places it's only eight ten inches in others so he bought what we would call an aluminum uh salmon boat or river boat jet boat and uh he, he worked has full-time job again he had the opportunity let's put i want to go back he didn't save his pennies to buy the boat he it, it, it landed in his lap, and he took advantage of that instead of spending at the bar, which, by the way, he enjoyed drinking beer, too. So he bought this boat, and he said, what do I do now? This was 25 years ago, and I said, well, why don't you let people in town know you're there? They know you love to fish, and you're good at it, because you're always taking us to the right place. So he started his guide service, which he did on the weekend. Well, in those days, you got about forty bucks to take somebody fishing. You took three people out. You got one hundred and twenty bucks, but you know fuel for your boat was only a dollar and a half a gallon. So all of a sudden, with his personality, see, fishing guides right now today, there were twenty-three guides that landed or that, that launched their boats across the river. Now you say, well, gosh, you know, how do those all those guides make money? Well. You see, you start going, you start fishing with a guide you like. And everybody's personality is different. So anyway, to make a long story short, he started guiding and his clientele grew. Pretty soon he didn't have to advertise, but he took care. He always let his This was before the days of email. He'd drop a postcard to me and say, "Hey, looks like we're going to have a good weekend coming up," or he'd pick up the telephone and call. And what eventually happened, of course, is he quit his job. Now, remember, fishing guide is a seasonal business. But he actually did enough that he was able to go in as a consultant to the fertilizer company because there were some things that he knew very well. Even though he was, quote, the secretary, that's not really what he was. And uh, he fished, fished the rest of his life. And made an income, made a living. Did he make a million dollars? No. Did he make more money than he did working at the fertilizer company? Yes. And he was doing what he loved to do. This is what this show has been about for the last 232 episodes. Every person listening to this uh, today, tomorrow, in the future, you possess right now, you possess the ability, to do whatever it is you want to do, if you really want to do it. And unfortunately, most people have a half-hearted attempt. I went over something I wrote about five, six years ago. Learn about the secret of movers and shakers and trust your gut. Most of you know I read uh, The Master Key, Think and Grow Rich, and uh, The uh, Miracle of Right Thought back in the 1960s. And uh, this is my writing in a book that I published a while back. It's free if anybody wants a copy. Drop me an email at chuckbartock at gmail.com. You come to realize how the subconscious can be more powerful influence on the outcome of our endeavors. Just think for a moment how many crazy things did you do as a youngster. Because you knew it would work. Be fun or whatever. You trusted your gut. Trust your instincts. Trust your intuition. They're all saying the same thing. Trust your subconscious. You probably experienced this for the first time in school. And if you take a test and you you look at the questions, and I, I didn't take many multiple choice, they didn't have multiple choice tests, but you wrote a word down to answer the question. And, then you would go back and look at it and say, "Oh my gosh, maybe I'm not right." Well, they've proved this over and over again. Most of the time, the major—not even—but sixty, seventy percent of the time, what came out of your subconscious mind the first time is the correct answer. And, and most tests, when I, you know, I, for a short time, I, I uh, what was I doing? Uh, substitute teaching down in the Coachella Valley when I, in between farming. Um, the When I graded, graded tests, the ones that erased answers put the wrong answer in. So what does that tell us? Interviewers have trusted their gut feeling when they hire people, even though logic screamed otherwise. I remember a good friend of mine who was a loan off, well, my brother-in-law. He never turned a loan down, never turned an agricultural loan down in his whole career. He may not have loaned the person the total amount of money they requested, but he always used his gut instinct in coming up with a decision, and he ended up, uh, it's unfortunate he passed away at an early age, but his record, his track record of loan stability was excellent because he trusted his gut instinct. Even though what on paper didn't look good. You know what I'm trying to say? The the numbers didn't look good. Detectives have relied on their gut feelings for years. If you have a gut feeling that you can do something, that you can start and grow a business, let's do something about it. I'm serious. Anybody listening to this today, drop me an email at chuckbartok.com. Let's talk about it, and maybe I can just point you in the right direction. Doesn't mean it's going to be right. But it'd be just my opinion. But I would suggest you find the opinion of other people, too.
1: But Chuck's, Chuck's wisdom is always uh, very helpful and wise.
0: Well, thank you, Maury. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a check tomorrow. <laughs> hey, here's what we forget about. And again, I'm going to focus this on a business. Your subconscious mind has been storing vast amounts of information at lightning speeds and processing all that as well in the background. The information that you've gathered in your lifetime from the experiences of the things you've done have been
2: stored back there.
0: Going back to, to, to talking about the interviewer for, for job potential, see, their subconscious mind is automatically picking up the body language, tone of voice, sound, sight, and smells. They don't even realize. And this is helping them make that gut feeling. What conclusion would you likely trust? From a scientist with limited information and analysis, or from another scientist who has access to mounds of information and the latest technology on computer analysis. Clearly, the winner is the last. Now, we, we live in a wonderful time today, in a wonderful business climate primarily, because anyone, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of educational background, can gather knowledge which was not available to the Normal, average, everyday person in the world. Twenty-five, thirty years ago. One of the problems they're having in the elections here in the United States is, is it's instant. You know, j- just think when Lincoln was running for president, they traveled on a train and he'd stop in town and speak from the back of a train. Those people heard what he said. The train moved on at 50 miles an hour to another town. He could have said something completely different to those people than he said to the people in the previous town. You can't do that today, can you? Okay, because of this instantaneous and this vast storehouse of information, which we know is the Internet, people are there all the time seeking answers. I saw another statistic. It was a little lower than what I had read, but one of the I, I'm always reading uh, information. Uh, well over sixty percent of all purchases. listen to this, sixty percent of all purchases made in the United States in the year two thousand and eleven were initiated on the internet. So you, if you have a business idea, if you have a, something that you know that people want to share, and you can find out what people want to share just by doing some keyword research, you can create a product, you can write a book, you can create a CD, you can create a DVD. My gosh, look at what people are doing. Singers now no longer need to audition, do they? Singers today, people that have vocal talent, can become world-famous without that agent, without all the stuff that you had to do before, just through the power of YouTube. Go ahead, Lori, I'm sorry.
1: I I was just about to say, yeah, because all they need to do is make a a video and and put it up on YouTube.
0: Right. (laughs) And, 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 you know, my clients make money. People buy things from them because of their YouTube videos. And we're not talking hiring a cinema photographer to do them. I have a series of videos, as most of you know, on how to grow a large amount of tomatoes in a small piece of ground. 1,000 pounds of tomatoes from 24 plants. I filmed the whole year season. I, and then I turned it around. I put little excerpts out on YouTube. Most of those videos have had seven, 8,000 views. I know, not a million, no, because everybody doesn't love to grow tomatoes. So then I put all those together into a DVD, and I've been selling the DVD for four or five years. I'm not driving a Cadillac because of it. I don't have that palatial home on the beach because of it. I'm not spending my life basking in the sun because of the fact I made a DVD. And I don't usually share public information financially, but let me put it this way the sales of that DV, which cost me nothing basically to make because all I did was film what I was loved to do anyway, okay, has afforded us some very nice things. Like a new piece of furniture or possibly a little trip to the coast, okay? Again, I'm not a multimillionaire sitting on the beach. I think the thing that was most important for me as an individual, was the joy, the sense of satisfaction that only I possessed. My wife thought it was great, but the the wonderful feeling, the self-esteem, that something that I thought other people would like to hear about, learn about. I sat down, in fact, we did this, I I, I think, though, this all started because of the webinar series, you know, I, I did it as a business model on our blog. You can build it. You can build it. And and I, I drew up a business plan. I drew up a cash flow projection. I did it as a business. And the the, the hypothesis was that I will harvest a thousand pounds of tomatoes from twenty four tomato plants, and I will earn a thousand dollars net from that endeavor. And that will take me about five or ten minutes a day to do. And it all worked. And, you know, it's just fun every time I get an order for the DVD. I, I could give them away if I wanted to, but it is kind of fun to get $14. It cost me about $3 to put it together, you know, mail it off and everything. So I made $11. And you say, well, what does that mean? Well, I did all the work a long time ago. This thing could sell forever. My grandchildren could be selling it. It's a simple thing I created. It's a business that I created. How you doing, Roy Morris? Doing well, Chuck. Doing well. How are you? I'm fine, sir. Things are settling out good. Thank you very much. Things are settling out for you. I take
2: it, eh? Yes, we are very getting very very settled. Good, good. Glad to hear about your move yeah and uh I want to promote my new book so Good. uh well uh do you why don't you oh why don't you type in the link and well or or just do you have a simple uh uh website for the book? No, I don't have a website, but I do have the link to all my books. Well, they're awfully hard to say,
0: probably, so uh, here's what I would suggest why don't you tell everybody your email address and let them drop you an email requesting the links okay?
2: Okay. Does it's, that make uh, sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> the thing is, this link uh, just goes to my books only. And, uh-huh. uh, huh? Well, how long of uh, What I'm trying to say is a lot of. I mean, if you want to say the link, go ahead. I don't
0: care if you say the no, link. No, I'm the...
2: just going to type it in. Post it. Okay, okay. Well, there it is. It's a long link. Yeah. That's what I'm
0: saying. It's just better to say send me an email and I'll send you the link.
2: <laughs>
0: that usually gets
2: a better response, Roy. Okay, well my email is Roy Morris, M O R R I S nineteen forty seven at Yahoo dot com. Say it again. Roy Morris nineteen forty seven at Yahoo dot com. Okay,
0: very good. And uh, they can just
2: request a link to your books, and you can send them off. Yeah, I can. Yeah, do because that. That, that
0: that that's the most god. Now l- let me share. Okay, he- here's sharing information number two. Roy, do you have a uh, do you have your own server that you host your website or your blog on or anything?
2: Uh, I go through Blogspot. Okay, well then you don't. Okay, oh. but
0: those of you those of you that have a c panel a control panel and you're paying the forty five dollar host we we. We provide hosting for $45 a year if anybody's interested. Drop me an email, chuckbartok at gmail.com, $45 a year. And what you do is you can have a redirect. Let's assume that your website, your domain name was roymorris.com, okay? Well, what you would do is you could go into your cPanel into what's called redirects, and it would show your, what, your domain name, roymorris.com. Then there would be a backslash or forward slash, whatever it is, and you would type in uh, books, the word books, okay? Then you would take this link, this long link that you have here, and you would paste it in the next box, which is the destination. And then you would do a couple of other little simple things that we can talk about at another time. And all of a sudden, if you send anybody to RoyMorris.com books, they're going to go to this god awful.
2: Uh, (laughs) url see (laughs) that
0: is a god-awful url well well, they all are i mean i i have my stuff on amazon
2: also roy and and, you know it's just ugly see yeah when i post it in facebook it comes up with a uh, link to amazon a picture of one of my books and i just delete the url right Right. yeah but but anyway
0: that's an idea for anybody listening today tomorrow in the future if you do have a control panel, if you do control your own hosting, if you don't and want to know more about that, drop me an email, Chuck at gmail dot com. I'll send you to a simple link where we'll provide all the service
2: you need for forty five dollars a year. I'm thinking about uh, getting with my publisher and and collect, getting a collection of all the PDFs and all the links to the book, direct links to the books. Mm -hmm. and putting them in my blog, and then I can send people to my blog. That's a good place. That's a good idea also, Roy. Very good. Very good.
0: So we were, well, we just had a couple of great ideas. Roy Morris decided to write some books about his experience. Roy Morris decided that people wanted to read them. Roy Morris started writing his books and published them. Whether or not anybody buys them, in my estimation, now, I'll probably be you know, pilloried for this. What's more important is Roy Morris is pretty happy about it. Yeah. Now, now he will sell them. It's just a natural, it's a natural occurrence. Now, he has the power to market these. He has the power to go on a great campaign. He could spend millions of dollars marketing his books, or he can utilize a lot of the things that we've discussed on this show on how to market for very little to no cost very effectively, and one of them is social media integration, which Roy just alluded to. One of our clients that we've talked before, he's been on Facebook two years. He's sold over 1,000 customers directly from his Facebook fan page. His average sales 150 bucks. So just from Facebook alone, his Facebook fan page, he's brought in $150,000 of new sales. The interesting thing, since his business is focused on customer service, About 40% of his people buy again. So we're not even counting that. So his Facebook fan page has probably, in the last two years, brought him in over a quarter of a million dollars in new sales to people that he didn't know before. What did it cost him? Well, in his case, since he's very busy traveling around the country taking care of his wholesale customers, he does have a young lady uh, up in the Northwest who he pays a a, a reasonable fee per week to manage his social media. You see? He didn't start off that way. And then, of course, he pays me a ton of money, too, but we won't talk about that. (laughs) Okay, so all the things our subconscious mind can do. Why is it our gut reaction is sometimes wrong? Well... We uh, were talking about gut reaction a while ago. This is why, where the amount of data comes into play. The more information you have, the better your gut instinct will be. And that's why we should be reading. We should be spending a certain amount of time. Of, you know, since 1960, part of my life has been, I will, spend no less than 30 minutes a day reading something. I don't read fiction. So 30 minutes a day minimum, I read information of interest to me. And if it happens to be about a timely topic, I will read both sides. I do not believe any one person. How easy is it to find out? My gosh, with the Internet, you can find out the pros and cons of anything. Let me ask you this. How many people on this call today, the last time you spent, we just bought some cookware. It had been 25 years since we would bought cookware. Shirley said, I saw some cookware that a friend had. So I went to the Internet, and I researched the cookware that she wanted we read positive reviews and negative reviews then we went shopping and we found out that 13 places that we could buy from on the internet had this cookware and we ended up we ended up buying not necessarily from the lowest cost but the lowest delivered cost okay so that whole thing was done through the internet so i my gut reaction because I bought from somebody, but it was really based on the assimilation of a lot of knowledge. The more information you gain and experience, your subconscious mind has more data to compare and contrast with in order to evaluate your future experiences. And here we go. You like to market? Are you involved in MLM marketing? Lori? you and your husband, you, you guys are involved in MLM marketing, Correct. Okay, here's a statement that I wrote several years ago. For example, the more people you interact with, the more people you tell your story to, our goal is not to have them say yes. Our goal is to tell them the story, right? Correct. You really don't give us a, a squat what they say. I know that, that's, that's almost blasphemous, but think about it. The more people you interact with, the more your subconscious mind can store data on human reaction, body language, conversational signs, etc. Add to that any data you read from books and articles, and you get a huge reservoir of information to analyze. People who are people-persons are people-persons not because of their parents, not because of their teachers. There's people-persons simply because they habitually interact with people. Anybody on this call ever sit in an elevator? There's only a few people on the call today. And Lori's the only one plugged in. The last time have you ever been on an elevator, Lori?
1: Oh yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> what do you do? When the last time you were in an elevator, what did you do?
1: Um uh looked at looked at uh anybody that was riding with me and mm-hmm. smiled.
0: Yeah. Okay, I, I, this is almost like you know not watching TV. I learned many years ago. You don't ever want to get on an elevator with me, by the way, and a lot of people wouldn't. But if I'm in this little box for fourteen, twenty, thirty, forty seconds, and all these people are together, I'm going to start a conversation. I've been looked at crazily. I've, I've everything. I I don't care. The other thing I do, and we've talked about this in the supermarket. I talk to people. I'm at the produce department. Somebody's looking at broccoli. I say, "You really like broccoli? Yeah. Why do you like broccoli? I mean, see, why do you like broccoli?" And they tell me why they like broccoli, or they tell them they only they don't know why they like it. So then I happened to used to grow broccoli. So broccoli is one of my favorites. It, it, it financially took care of us. So. Uh, and
1: it tastes great. And it tastes great.
0: Yes. And of course most of you who have been listening to this program know that I've lost 32 pounds in the last uh, since May 19 inches and so I'm on a I'm on a fitness kick. So I don't mind talking to people publicly about the fact that hey, I'm I'm excited because I've learned to change my life around by simple habitual changes in my lifestyle. I'm eating 5 meals a day instead of 3. Okay? So but interacting with people plus the data that you get from books and articles. So your subconscious starts absorbing all the information from those interactions, and soon enough, that person seems to have a gut feeling signaling to them when to stop talking or when to leave the conversation. And that's the other key. If you're involved in sales, you gotta know when to hold them and you gotta know when to fold them. And most people who get involved in these these MLM things are so damned excited because some pontifical guy in a suit stood up there and told them it's the latest, greatest thing since sliced bread. And they start running off at the mouth, telling everybody about this wonderful thing, whether they don't have a clue about the other person. So what you learn very quickly, the more you interact with people, is you start asking questions instead of telling them this great story. And almost all people like to answer questions. You like broccoli? No. No. Okay, they say no. I don't ask them why. But if they say they like broccoli, I'll say, what do you like about broccoli? I said, by the way, on my little blog about fitness, I've published several recipes on broccoli. Why don't you stop by someday when you have time? Or I'll whip out the card that happens to have the name of the blog on the card. Okay? That's an interaction, isn't it? Am I selling them anything? No, I'm asking them to go somewhere. I'm asking them to go to my blog. Now, when they get to my blog and they read the recipes and they read the articles and they found out how I lost 32 pounds and what I had to do to do it, who knows, they might be interested also. You will discover in the beginning, this is true, that a person finds themselves doing all the wrong things. But as they get more experience, the data they get from each successive interaction could be put against previous data and the results will be more accurate. These segments that I wrote several years ago came from my reading in 1960, Think and Grow Rich, The, the Miracle of Right Thought, and The Master Key. And anybody listening to this program, if you would like free copies of those books, please drop me an email at chuckbartok@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Not Gmail. Yeah, chuckbartog at com, And I'll fire you off links to, so you can download those free books. I, I just can't... I mean, if you've listened to this show in the past, the last five years, you'll find out that they were very influential in my enjoying life. First of all, I'm not a multimillionaire. Secondly, I'm not sitting on the beach in Costa Rica. Thirdly, we've had our shares of financial upheavals. Life has always not been a bed of roses, but I've never been put down completely because I knew because of the books I read and because of the strength of my teachers and parents that if I want to do something, I can. All I have to do is set my mind to it and follow some simple rules. And those simple rules are right there in Think and Grow Rich. And we can just ignore, stop
1: our ears up
0: to the to those that are naysayers. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't even waste my time talking about naysayers. Okay, Lori, right. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I,
0: I've learned, you know, I play poker with a group every Wednesday, today's Wednesday, and there's two people in the poker game. I mean, you know, these guys are 70 years old. Like, you know, we're all the same age. And they're, they're nice men. You know, I, I don't dislike them. But I don't care what the hell you talk about. they got a negative comment about it, right. so I just you just learn to tune it out. I'm sure not going to counter them i don't have i I can't waste my time trying to convince them that they need to get their heads out of their butt. There's too many people who want to speak nicely about things and learn about things that I don't need to waste my time with those that don't. And that's what we all have to realize.
1: I just say I, I had the pleasure recently of talking to uh, my old language arts instructor from junior high, who's a good friend of mine from back in my hometown. And I happened to mention, oh, uh, you know, if you ever run into um, the guy that used to be my high school guidance counselor, because she mentioned that that she um, still sees him around town, I said, you might let him know Um I I did graduate from Eastern Illinois
0: University. Good. You kind of put a little dig in, didn't you? Yep. Because that was the kind of person that said you probably couldn't do crap, right?
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> he laughed. He literally, literally laughed in my face at one point. Okay. And said, you're going to go to college. <laughs> yeah. And at the time, you know, I I just kind of went, okay, you're, you know, whatever, but yeah, it was that little sweet. Uh, oh, by the way.
0: By the uh, way, I did get my degree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: No, that I that
0: that is fun doing a little one-upmanship once in a while, and you know, we all enjoy doing that. Well, Lori, I, the, I Lori, I'll tell you me. what, I, my wife, she, you know, I we usually have this uh, call a little longer, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she just informed me that the fresh caught salmon is finished on the barbecue. Ah. And do um,
1: well. And again, good.
0: those of you that uh, are listening today, tomorrow, uh, if you are on Facebook, go visit Woodson Bridge RV Park. I can't. Hold on. Let me see if it's a page or if it's a. Um,
1: I I went to Woodson Bridge Estates.
0: And oh, that's where we live. Church. Did you find that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's where we live. That that's that's our place. This is Woodson Bridge RV Park, and it is it is a personal profile, okay?
1: Okay, I'll have to go look that up after a bit, then.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: No, I I also um with my call, you were talking a little bit uh while back on the call tonight about uh, about um kind of uh why we sometimes get back. Uh, do things the way we do i um got back on the pommel horse after the fear and thinking uh, the fear of um that nobody was really benefiting from my previous call on talk shoe and i got back on the horse when i right. saw the statistics um proved me wrong on that right, right. and i am i am back in back in the saddle on that. And and, and
0: what you need to do, Laurie, this is between you and I and everybody else listening, you also want to weekly, at least weekly, on Facebook and Twitter broadcast your call. Pull out a former episode and broadcast that. You know what I mean? Pull the URL of that former call. You know how to do that. You know it says listen and then that little box comes up and you copy that URL for the call and and go to facebook and just to the general public or to your list say you know what i i was reviewing my call from april 2012 i thought you'd enjoy it okay see the other thing that we we as especially united states citizens what we we have been browbeaten through a system of dominance a system that wants us to be enslaved to the power of the 535 we all know who that is and, and we just don't have the wavos anymore. If you've done something good, then damn it, you're not being braggacious, bro. Whatever the word is, by telling people, sharing that with people. The other way to do it nicely is to say, "What do you think?" Right. You see, yeah. if if I say, "Lori, I I just recorded a new uh, a new excerpt." What do you think? Well, aren't I going to listen to it? Yeah. Because that's that's what God's children do. That's what good people do, you see.
1: All right.
0: And whether or not I answer you is irrelevant. At least you finished it off with a question. You've given me the opportunity to help you. And that's what we need. No man is an island. We need to help each other. And we don't need to have the government help each other. We can help each other. That's enough of my political thing tonight. The salmon is off the fire. Guest number 7, if you'd like to type in who you are, where you're from and how you found us, I'll sure give you some recognition and I hope you can come back and join us again next Wednesday. We're going to probably talk about the same things. I did uh, I was hoping some of my friends from one Facebook uh, uh, group would uh, stop by today and, and share with us the things they're doing to integrate their social media to build their businesses. I can talk about that for hours because it's working extremely well for our clients. It was interesting while this show was on. I I love this. I just did something for a client before the show. And and this is, you know, I guess this is bragging, whatever you want to say. And he asked me to post something for uh, one of his clients. So I did it, and I contacted her to get more information. I posted it on his website. And here's she noticed there was a typo, which I fixed. And here's her comment to me in the chat room. Awesome. Let's talk soon. I want to hire you. I didn't know this girl 48 hours ago, okay? I didn't know who she was. And she wants to call me tomorrow at 6 o'clock to hire my services. Eh, you know, I can always squeeze a few more minutes of the day, right? <laughs> and here's what she just says. Great, my first date in a long time. <laughs> She's a horse trainer, and horse trainers just usually spend most of their time on horseback and don't spend much time uh, out there in the public. So, Anyway, thank you all very much for being with us today, and we'll, uh, we'll get together soon, next Wednesday. Thank you very much, Guest 7. Next time, uh, just call in and join us live. Love to have you here. This is Chuck Bartok from the Banks of the Sacramento River uh, giving a plug for our sponsor today. Our sponsor is one of my websites, Team Health, number two, Wealth. Team Health Wealth.net.net. Uh, that'll take you to a site that uh, explains a product, one of the things that I'm using or have used and continuing to use. Uh, t- to become fit again. Again, I've dropped 32 pounds and 19 inches of pure lard. I'm no longer obese, but I'm still overweight and I will very rapidly be in the below the overweight level. So, And I'm willing to work with anybody. In fact, I'm offering anybody $100 out of my pocket for every 15 pounds they lose if they do things a certain way. If anybody would like to see that offer, drop me an email, chuckbartok at gmail.com. I put a cap on it. I, I won't pay you any more than $500. So if you lose $75, 75 pounds, we're not talking in time, takes you a year or two, that's fine. I'll give you 100 bucks for every 15 pounds you lose, uh, as long as you do certain things. Uh, you know, it's not just losing weight. It's a total lifestyle change. So anyway, chuckbartok at gmail.com or stop by teamhealth.com to wealth. That's the number two, dot net. Find out more about it. That's your sponsor tonight. Enough publicity. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.